Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. This is EJ Holland with the Wolverine. We're going to talk to Michigan Recruiting today. As we do every week, we're going to go about 15, 20 minutes, just hitting on some Michigan topics. Obviously, I want you guys to hop in with questions. Uh, we'll let everybody funnel in for a little bit. I am like three minutes away from my hotel. I'm in Atlanta right now. I just saw Michigan running back commit Benjamin Hall. Uh, I saw Michigan defensive line commit Brooks Barr earlier this week. So I've had a chance to see two Michigan commits over the last three days. So I'll talk about my observations on them, thoughts on them as well. But like I said, guys, uh, if you missed it at the beginning, I'm EJ Holland with TheWolverine.com. Right now, you can subscribe and sign up for $1 for one year. That gets you an entire one-year membership. I do these spaces to kind of give you guys a taste so you can get the full course meal over at TheWolverine.com right now for $1 for one year. But feel free to interrupt me and ask me any questions that you guys have. Um, But let's go ahead and just start off with my travels on the road and hopefully the uh me navigating to the hotel isn't too uh too distracting in the background but yeah starting off obviously i went close to home to see brooks bar um brooks is one of the more underrated recruits in the midwest in my opinion and he's one of the least talked about of the six michigan commits he's just a really quiet kid not a lot of social media personality so he's not really out there but I really like Brooks Barr as a player or I should say I really like his ceiling uh what he can become he's 6'6 275 pounds so I know his weight varies from site to site when we're talking about recruiting services and what they have him listed as but he is a legit 6'6 he is a legit 275 and what's interesting about Brooks is he was originally listed as an edge rusher type he's added basically 35 pounds, just 35 to 40 pounds just in the last year. So he's still growing into his body. He's still developing uh, from an athletic standpoint, but you can tell that the size is there, the way he moves, checks the boxes. Um, With him, it's just continuing to improve his feet, um, continuing to add strength. He's added a lot of weight. He has good strength already, but I think that can be increased as he continues to develop in the weight room uh, and continues to figure out the best way to navigate his body. I don't think Brooks is going to add that much more weight moving forward, at least not at the high school level. I think he'll play at about 275, 280 as a senior. I think he is a guy that can bulk up all the way up to close to around 300 pounds um, and be a really... uh, interesting three tech five tech type of guy um i i think in in michigan's scheme he can be you know again kind of that three tech five tech flex type guy he's a, a prospect with really good length he's only going to get better from a technical standpoint uh his 
current high school coach is John Holashek, who played with the Buffalo Bills. So he has good coaching already. And Loyola here in, in Chicagoland is one of the better programs in the entire area. So he's already, you know, kind of up to speed there with him. It's just, again, being in that strength and conditioning program with Ben Herbert, I think is going to help him a lot from a developmental standpoint, from just getting comfortable with his body, from adding more power to his game. He is uh, athletic. He's not overly athletic, but he is an athletic guy. Um, I, I think he's going to be a really, really good player at the next level. And I think Mike Elston made a really good evaluation. Elston was actually recruiting him at Notre Dame, got him into South Bend for a camp. Um, and then obviously he went from Notre Dame to Michigan and extended an offer as soon as he uh, as soon as he got to Michigan, Barr is Elston's first commit on the recruiting trail. So interested to see what else Elston uh, can do moving forward. But, you know, Barr, again, is a quiet kid, but he is a guy that's already recruiting for Michigan. He spent the this, this spring game in Ann Arbor with Joseph McCoy, who's a non-300 edge rusher out of Archbishop Carroll in Washington, D.C., teammate of five-star freak Nicholas Harbor. Joseph's a great prospect in his own right. I mean, this is a kid that's six foot six, 220 pounds, has only been playing football for exactly one year, or not even exactly one year. I think it's like nine months or something. So his ceiling is absolutely limitless. So when I asked Brooks, Hey, who are you recruiting? Who are some guys, you know, that Elston might have you on or that you are just working on yourself? And Joseph was the first guy he mentioned. So they were at the spring game together. They're going to be on campus together on June 17th for the big official visit weekend, which is already shaping up nicely. Uh, a lot of big names expected to be on campus on June 17th. So, um, yeah, it's I, I think that, you know, all those guys would complement each other well, uh, Joseph and Brooks, with Brooks being more of the three to five and Joseph being more of a straight edge. And if Michigan's able to add Nicholas Harbor, that gives you obviously a freak with flexibility. Now, I'm not confirmed if Nick's going to be in for June 17th, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does make his way to campus that weekend as well. But I think Michigan's trending in the right direction. Uh, for for Joseph, I actually put in an on three recruiting prediction for him today. I had a chance to to spend some quality time with him last month, and I was really impressed with him. He originally moved from the Congo and has a great story. I'm going to write a, a bigger feature story over at the Wolverine later this week. But uh, again, if you if you're able to land Joseph to pair with Brooks and then you're able to get Nick. I mean, that's a hellacious three right there. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, c continuing on with Brooks, uh, great kid. I think he's going to fit the program well. Um, and, and excited to see how he continues to grow as a, a senior excited to see him in game. Benjamin Hall today in Atlanta. This is a kid I was really, really interested to see just because there's been so much, discussion about whether Michigan took him too early or if, you know, uh, he was a, a great find by Mike Hart. And so a lot of uh, a lot of different opinions on Benjamin Hall. At first glance with Hall, you look at his tape and he's more of a 
bowling ball, bowling ball type of back. He's not in a, a, a taller, big back. He's more of a 5'10", 225-pounder. Uh, so kind of built, I would say, as, guy, as far as guys on the roster, he's built kind of similar to Tavier Dunlap. Um, seeing him today for the first time, I was really impressed with his lower half. I mean, he has tree trunk thighs. Like, you can tell why he's a power back. I mean, that guy must squat like 600 pounds in the weight room because he's his lower half is is already college ready. It's extremely impressive. In his upper half, he, he has a pretty thick build there as well. Uh, but I think it, it still needs a little more development. But his lower half is extremely impressive. He's a guy, when you watch this film, he's a power runner. He's a guy that likes to run between the tackles, get north and south. Um, he's also deceptively a pretty good pass catcher. I saw him going through pass catching drills today, uh, and he looked like a natural pass catcher. I talked to his coach afterwards uh coach queen at north cobb which is one of the better programs in the atlanta area and kind of just asked him you know aside everybody knows that benjamin hall can run between the tackles and that he brings a lot of strength and he's a power back what else are some other attributes that that really stand out about him and he was for the first thing he noted was he's a really good pass catcher um so i think even though he's more of that power back he can be used uh, as a receiver out of the backfield. But he is, uh, I said he's about 5'10", 225. He actually weighed in at 227 recently, according to Coach Queen. So I'm not sure how much bigger he's going to get. He does actually have that upper half to where he can add a little bit more weight. I mean, this is a guy that could be, you know, plowing people over at like 245 pounds. So, which is kind of crazy to say, but he, it looks like he can carry about 15 more, just adding more bulk up to his upper half. Um, as far as, you know, some things I don't necessarily love about Hall, still needs to continue working on his foot speed. And that's another thing when I talked to Coach Queen after practice, he also mentioned as well if there's one thing that Hall can improve on. It's foot speed, and with that, just general footwork, balance. Um, like to see more from a vision standpoint and just more product in general. Like his productivity last year, he only had about, I believe, 550 yards or so, but he was splitting a lot of time. North Cobb has a really talented backfield. Even this year, I think he'll split some time. He The, the backfield features another kid that has a couple offers, just, just notch one from Michigan State, I believe. And then they have an underclassman athlete who has a ton of big offers that's going to see some time at running back as well. So he's kind of in a rotation, um, but I still would like to see more production. I'd love to see him in-game just to get a, a better feel. Again, I think it's pretty obvious that he can run between the tackles. He can move the chains. He can pick up three to four yards. But what else can he do? So that's kind of... The, the questions I still have after seeing him live. It looks like we have a request from Ben Recht. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. How about you, EJ? Good. Thanks for joining, man. What's up? Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about wide receiver recruiting, um, like the guys in Texas that uh, Bellamy is going after. And... Um, if NIL is going to play a factor, especially with, you know, Cook is a top 100 player, and if Michigan's ever going to get into that type of stuff. Yeah, no, that's a great topic to address right now. Um, 
To answer your first question, I think with, with wide receiver recruiting, Ron Bellamy has a really unique connection in the state of Texas with uh, Margin Hooks, who is an elite wide receiver trainer. And it's funny because I, when I was on the Texas beat, you know, back in the day, I guess at this point, uh, when I was on the Texas beat, Coach Hooks was just kind of starting out and and starting to train different receivers, and he had a couple of interesting guys, and now. He trains the best of the best out in the Dallas area. So Hooks and Bellamy, Hooks was a star at BYU. Obviously, Bellamy played at Michigan. Um, they played together in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins and actually traveled overseas together to play in the NFL Europe. So they still have a friendship there. And so it's not surprising that Bellamy has used him as a, a resource or as a recruiting tool to get in with some of these guys in Texas. And Bellamy is familiar with the South in general, just being a Louisiana guy, I believe his wife is from Dallas. So he knows that area too. Um, but I, I think all of that is helping him recruit um, these three receivers being Ashton Cozart, who's uh, committed to Oklahoma, Noble Johnson at Rockwall and John T. Cook at DeSoto. Um, so starting off with John T. Cook, since he's the highest rated of the three, so I had a chance to see Cook at the Under Armour camp in Dallas in March. I mean, he's everything as advertised. He's an elite-level game-changer at the position. Uh, but, yes, I do think NIL will be a factor with him. Uh, anytime Texas A&M is involved, and this goes back to even before uh, NIL was really running rampant, anytime Texas A&M is involved, I, I have some pause just from my experience on the Texas beat. And now it looks like Texas, which kind of was following a similar model as Michigan, I guess, um, is starting to see their collectives get a little more invested as well. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing to talk about NIL in general, just because, you know, it's not necessarily Michigan. Like there are some things Michigan can do in a sense, and they, they've done a great job with the current guys on the roster, both on the football team and the basketball team. Um, but they're still a little limited and, and Michigan's always going to, you know, follow rules. Uh, as far as the collectives, I, I think Valiant is trying to move in the right direction, but I, I'm just not sure if Michigan's ever going to be in the same, you know, uh, in the same stadium as Texas A&M, just because Texas A&M's obviously doing things a little different. So is Tennessee. So is USC. Um, I think those are, have become the three prominent NIL programs in the sense that you can tell exactly what they're doing. Um, and it's it's not really hidden. I mean, you saw the the deal with with five-star quarterback Nico Iamaliva uh, going to, to Tennessee. You see the Jordan Addison, USC rumors. So, uh, And I mean, Texas A&M is A&M. So I think that there's going to be a lot with that. So with John T. Cook, I think it's great that he named Michigan in his, his top five. I think Michigan will get him in for an official visit. Ron Bellamy has been putting in a lot of great work there, um, utilizing the Hooks connection, building a personal relationship with John T. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that's going to be a pretty tough one to to win just because of the, um, the NIL thing. But looking ahead at the other two guys, um, Ashton Kozar is committed to Oklahoma. He has an interesting background in the sense that he was born in, in the Dallas area, but spent the majority of his childhood and uh, middle school and early high school years in the Pacific Northwest. He actually played uh, Club 7 on 7 with Ford Sports Performance or FSP, if you might know it. 
Um, it's a big training center out in the Seattle area. And Albert Karsner, Michigan's new director of recruiting, actually has a pretty good connection there with Marcus Griffin, who uh, is, is one of the trainers with FSP. And um, they Karsner actually recruited Griffin to Central Michigan. So they keep in touch. And Griffin's brought some guys from the Pacific Northwest out to Michigan um, in the past. Uh, but I, I know that those guys are still close to Cozart, so I think that'll help. Again, Cozart is a hooks guy, so that'll help on the Bellamy side. And his is super interesting because he committed to Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a no-visit policy. Actually, when I saw Cozart out at the Under Armour camp in Dallas, he told me that Michigan had offered, but that he didn't want to tweet it out. And then a month later, he tweets it out. So I think it's a very strong possibility that Michigan gets him on campus. And if that happens, you never know. And Bellamy did this exact same thing last cycle with Keon Saab. You know, Clemson had the no visit policy, same staff from, you know, Clemson, obviously, and now at Oklahoma with with uh, Venables. But um, same thing. I mean, obviously, Saab made his way to Michigan and then eventually flipped. Um, I think Michigan has a legitimate chance with Cozart if they get him on campus. Uh, out of the three, the the kid I think they have maybe the best chance at landing is Noble Johnson. Uh, Noble's added some bigger offers here lately. A&M has jumped in the mix. LSU has jumped in the mix. But I think he has a great background. He's a, a high academic kid. He just seems like a Michigan kid. Uh, those East Dallas suburbs produce a lot of Michigan-type kids. Uh, Michigan has gone out there the, this past couple of cycles. They landed Ike Iwona out of uh, Garland Lakeview Centennial and Alex Orgy out of Garland Saxe, uh, Garland being the next town over from Rockwall. So, uh, and they Rockwall in general has just had kids leave in the past. You know, Jackson Smith Nigla is from Rockwall. He was actually uh, my next door neighbor when I lived in Rockwall. So I know those kids very well and i think michigan's gonna have a legitimate chance with noble johnson i would expect him to come in for an official and i know ron bellamy is making him a priority as well and then just the second part just to kind of summarize everything like i said with with nil it's just going to be tough um unless michigan can you know or unless the collectives i guess can figure out a way to maneuver around uh, what some of these other schools are doing. It's going to be tough to get top 100 kids. I think the NIL is going to be the most prominent, with obviously, with, with the five stars, with the high four stars. But I'm interested to see how NIL impacts guys outside of the top 100. Will we be seeing smaller payments given out to mid four stars and, and low four stars? Like, At what point does that kind of just trickle off? Right now, I'm just more concerned about Michigan landing those elite elite guys because that's what you know nil seems to be affecting the most right now but i appreciate you ben for asking that question hopefully that gives you a good recap um haven you have sent in a request haven harris but i cannot let you in i'm not sure why um so if you want to request again uh please do and i will answer your questions if anybody else wants to hop in and ask a question definitely feel free to do so appreciate ben for uh for hopping in and asking that about wide receiver recruiting um it looks like well looks like we had a request and then it didn't follow through um but yeah wide receiver recruiting in general is just 
interesting um, just to, to kind of give an overview of that. So I talked about the three Texas kids. There's some other guys on the radar. Um, but one that just kind of really popped up here recently was Shelton Sampson, five-star wide receiver out of Louisiana, listed Michigan in his top six. And a lot of people are talking about John Tay Cook, and they're not mentioning Shelton Sampson. Like Michigan is maybe more of a player with Shelton Sampson than they are with John Tay Cook. Um, again, the Louisiana connection is there with Ron Bellamy. And it's interesting that Samson's other five schools were all Southern schools, Michigan being the anomaly of the group. Uh, Bellamy has done a fantastic job of relationship building there. I do expect Michigan to get an official visit from Shelton Sampson, and that's going to be huge. I think uh, if we're talking about a very, very highly rated guy that nobody's really talking about Michigan being a contender with one to keep an eye on is Shelton Sampson. I know it's extremely difficult to pull kids out of Baton Rouge away from LSU, but if anybody can do it, it's, it's Bellamy. I think he's doing a great job there. And obviously right now, Michigan has uh, one wide receiver commit in Samaj Morgan, who's more of a slot type guy. So they're looking for um, two, two more true outside receivers. I think it's going to be a wide receiver hall of three from what I've been able to gather. I mean, it could always go up a number up to four, but more than likely looking at three. All right, we're going to take one more question. We've got uh, Ben in the queue. Hey, Ben, I think you are on mute. Oh, yo, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, what's up, man? What's up? I was just wondering if there's any updates on, uh, I've seen um, on your thing that Raven Wilson might flip. I was wondering, any uh, updates there? Yeah, it could be like a, a trade, Raylan Wilson to Florida for Aaron Gates. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough to keep Raylan. I think, uh, you know, obviously one of the bigger reasons he committed in the first place is because of his relationship with George Hilo. George Hilo, obviously known for his ties in the Jacksonville area, but very well respected throughout northern Florida in general, has a lot of ties in Tallahassee. And so I think those connections really helped Michigan early on. And I think, you know, Michigan's still still has a chance to keep him. It's not like, you know, he's flipping tomorrow or he's flipping next week. Like, I think Michigan's still going to get him in for an official visit. I think Hilo's going to fight like hell to keep him. And so he's, he's extremely talented. I loved what I saw from Raylan this offseason. I saw him at a Pylon 7-on-7 tournament in Orlando in January, and he was – the most dominant defensive player there as a linebacker, which normally doesn't happen in seven on seven. The last linebacker I saw just completely take over a tournament like that was junior Colson. So I think he's a Supreme talent. I think Michigan's going to continue to fight really hard to keep him, but you know, Florida is always going to be attractive. It's very close to home. Gainesville is not too far away from Tallahassee. Florida's doing uh, a really good job with NIL Georgia is still a contender with Raylan Wilson and, you know, Georgia can sell itself. Obviously the national champions being an sec program, both Florida and Georgia have hosted him for visits. I would expect him to, to get out there again for official visits. So yeah, man, it's, it's just going to be a battle. We'll see how it goes. Michigan probably getting him back in, um, in June. So, um, I'm, I'm interested there. I'm not overly optimistic that Michigan, We'll keep him, but I'm not counting him completely out just yet. Um, yeah. 
I seen um I was just wondering also is NIL gonna be a big factor there or yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think at this point with how NIL has developed so quickly, especially over the last couple of months, I, I think it's become even more of a of a center of focus on the recruiting trail. So, yeah, man, like I definitely think that with, with what Florida is doing from an NIL standpoint, what George is capable of doing from an NIL standpoint, anybody that is a top 100 level recruit, I think is going to have – some type of factor with nil it's gonna be on that checklist like i said i'm not sure how, what the market value is gonna be for mid to low four stars and, and definitely for three stars like what what does that even look like i don't know but i think any top 100 recruit is going to be commanding you know some type of pretty decent paycheck whether it's you know six figures or, or close to it so um we'll see how it goes but yeah i mean raylan being a top 100 level guy i do think there might be some nil at play with him um but yeah i mean on on the flip side of the coin uh, i wasn't joking when i think that you know they could make a trade for aaron gates uh, michigan is in a good spot to flip aaron gates uh steve Klinkscale has done a tremendous job of recruiting him if y'all don't know who aaron gates is he's a four-star athlete slash defensive back michigan recruiting him as a nickel out of the um i guess atlanta area he's further south so from the state of Georgia. Um, he's a really, really interesting prospect on the back end. Again, he's listed as an athlete. Michigan likes him as a nickel. I had a chance to see him at Michigan Satellite Camp in Nashville um, last summer, and he was really impressive there. Steve Klinkscale has been recruiting him since he was at Kentucky, and like I said, they have a personal connection. Gates was on campus for the spring game last month, so yeah, Michigan's going to have a legitimate chance to flip one from Georgia. And I think with Gates having a really strong uh, familial presence and, and being a really high GPA kid, he kind of fits the Michigan mold and maybe NIL won't be as big of a factor with him. But I appreciate you for hopping on, Ben. I appreciate everybody for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.